Horvat and Ashu tonight. Bet MGM tonight. Ryan's in a in a sweat. Literally at this moment, this Padres Red Reds game is in the middle of the eleventh, and you, my friend, have been like in between moments where you're excited about the NFL and week one and all the stuff we've been talking about NBA free agency it's like all of a sudden you go on this emotional roller coaster where you're happy and then you just look at it and go oh my god oh no you, you look tortured right now well I was like you know kind of like half-assed paying attention because this was a two-to-one lead for the Reds going into the ninth inning right the live total was at one point I think three and a half in this game two and a half actually uh we go to extras the live total bumps up a little bit to seven but what was a two-to-one game, a two-to-two game, I should say, going into extra innings has now turned into a five-to-four lead for the Padres. They just had two on. We had to go to the bullpen once again uh, in Cincinnati. Now we head to the bottom of the 11th. It's a 5-4 game. I have the under 11. At worst, I'll take a push. But I can't believe I have to sweat out what was a two-to-one game going into the ninth inning. This is why I hate <laughs> baseball. This is why I love talking. NFL season-long props. This is why I love Justin Herbert's over on his touchdown passes, over on Trevor Lawrence's touchdown passes. And you know what? Give me the over on Joe Burrow's touchdown passes as well because he's got the best wide receiver room in the league, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. And also, he wants to be the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Same with Justin Herbert. So that's what I love about sports. This is what I hate about sports. I just see it now, man. I know I know how this ends, especially with this Reds team. Two will be on, three-run shot, goes over the total, Reds win the game. Because I was going to just bet the Reds and leave the total alone. Now I feel a little bit better about not betting the Reds since they're down one run. But you know how the extra innings go. Runner on second. Here we go with Drew Carlton uh, taking the mound for the Padres. Don't know him, but I'll love him if he could just get out of this inning, inning uh, with the save and uh, no runs scored. So that's what I'm dealing with over here. How are you? How's your Friday evening? You know what? My Friday evening is not a sweat right now because all I need for the rest of the night is the Diamondbacks' money line. So I'm not feeling as concerned about that because the game hasn't started yet. Also, the Nats. I'm on the Nats, and uh, they're up 2-1 on the Phillies. So I at least feel good about that. But you know what I'll make you? Here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to distract you. We're going to pivot away from that. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. How about Trevor Lawrence and the Jags? Three-and-a-half-point road favorites at Indianapolis. Week one, we're now, oh, yesterday was 70 days away. We're 69 days away now from the NFL season. Nice. Uh, totals 43-and-a-half in that game. Man, I, look, not only do I like Jacksonville, I love Jacksonville at minus three-and-a-half. I also love the over in that because I think Jacksonville could go out there and absolutely just lay waste to the Colts in whether it's Anthony Richardson's debut or it's Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania. I don't give a damn who it is out there, a quarterback for the Colts. The Jags are going to run all over the Indianapolis Colts in game one. So I bet this game. What scares me is the Colts always play the Jags tough. They've been like the thorn in their side as, of course, this run comes home to score. This is just unfrickin' believable, dude. <laughs> but what I did was I stayed away from the spread because, you know, we're at three and a half. And we know how weird week one is every single season in the NFL. But what I ended up doing was I just grabbed the money line, which isn't something I would usually recommend, you know, laying huge chalk week one in the NFL. But it was minus 175, and I'm with you. I think Jacksonville wins that game. I don't know what the Colts are going to look like this season. I'm excited to see Anthony Richardson. I hope Jonathan Taylor is healthy and has a bounce back here. We know they got a pretty good defense. But uh, Jacksonville's loaded offensively. I think this will be a low-scoring game. 
I would actually take the under, which is crazy because Jacksonville wasn't very good defensively last year. But you got a bunch of young dudes year two for a guy like Walker. We'll see if he could have a, a you know a solid season. But uh, I do like Jacksonville. But the points, the spread scares me a little bit. The number seems about right. So I did take the money line though. And we'll see if the Jags could uh, exercise that demon and actually beat the Colts. You got to remember, even a couple years ago, um, well, actually, you know what? The Colts have always actually struggled with the Jags. You remember it a couple years ago? All they had to do yep. was win to get in with Carson Wentz, and they lost that game. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, and also I hate to look at history two, three years in the past and be like, you know, over the last four years, it's different coaches there, it's different players, like everything is so different. I don't take that into account. But yeah, remember what the Jags did at the end of Carson Wentz's time with the Colts. So there's also still that. I just, I think Jacksonville is just that good. I'm, I have no confidence in the Colts, at least to start off the season. And look, if it is Anthony Richardson, the kid's just, it's going to take a long time for him to get to the point where he can just be comfortable out there considering we saw how long it took him just to throw a touchdown pass at Florida last year. He doesn't have a lot of experience starting in college. So hopefully yeah. they're smart enough to sit him, get Gardner Minshew there, out there at the beginning of the year. But even if it is, if it's Minshew mania, you know he's going to want to air the ball out. They're going to give him that opportunity. So that's the reason why I like that over. That's the 43 and a half is kind of a low number, but we are complete opposite sides on that entire game. Uh, Tampa is at Minnesota, your Minnesota Vikings, right? Uh, Vikings six and a half point favorites there. We are under a key number of seven, and that total sits at 45 and a half. Tampa's bad, yeah. man, but Minnesota's going to regress too. I, I, is Baker Mayfield starting for – I guess it's Baker Mayfield, though I heard Carson Wentz was actually working out in Tampa, so who knows? Maybe Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback for the Bucks. Carson Wentz, Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield, doesn't matter. Um, I'm betting Tampa. Doesn't matter. I want a seven, though. I would love a seven and a half. Like you said, man, yep. they're going to be terrible this season. But over a touchdown, I just think that's way too many points for a Minnesota team that gave up over 400 yards per game on the defensive side of the ball. They lose their best pass rusher in Zadarius Smith. I know he kind of checked out the second half of the season, which is his trademark. I love Justin Jefferson. I like Jordan Addison. I do like Kirk Cousins. I think he's really underrated, actually. Um, don't love him in primetime. But, yeah, I'm going to actually play Tampa Bay here. You still got some guys on the defensive side of the ball. Mike Evans is still going to be on this team. It looks like Chris Godwin. There's still some talent. I think they could keep this game close within a field goal. Uh, so yeah. I would actually box, man. Yeah, I think as bad as Tampa could be, uh, bringing up the fact that they at least do have receivers helps give Baker Mayfield or whoever that damn starter is something to work with. <laughs> Minnesota's defense is just so bad. Like, that's really the problem is, you know, hey, look, people have been Kirk Cousins haters forever. As somebody that watched him actually play consistent football in Washington, I root for the guy, but I also know that when it comes down to like these big games, you're not getting the same Kirk Cousins you get at 1 o'clock in a November game when there's very little on the line. It's just, it's just different with that. This is week one of the NFL season. He could throw three touchdown passes, but they could give up three to Baker right. Mayfield. And I don't know, Baker Mayfield maybe even learned something from Sean McVay. So now he's going to turn out what? If, if Baker Mayfield is a Pro Bowl quarterback this coming season, then we know that Sean McVay is a true genius because he taught Baker Mayfield everything he knows. Yeah, man, and that's what Baker Mayfield said. He's like, I feel like uh, those final couple weeks that I spent with McVay yep. and the Rams kind of revived my career. We got to remember, I mean, Baker Mayfield had some bad years, but let's also remember Baker Mayfield broke the passing touchdown record for rookies his first year, his rookie year, yep. obviously, in Cleveland. Uh, his first year with Kevin Stefanski, they went to the playoffs. He won a playoff game, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then the next year that was a disaster, he threw a terrible interception, tried to make a tackle up high for whatever reason, injured his throwing shoulder, had a crappy year, still played through that injury. 
So let's wait and pump the brakes. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, win a Super Bowl, but I don't think he's, I wouldn't say he's the worst quarterback in the league. Like I would take him over Andy Dalton, who thinks he's better than 32 quarterbacks. I'd probably take him over Desmond Ritter, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, Desmond Ritter may Desmond Ritter may throw 12 touchdown passes this year if they just run the ball the whole time. Baker Mayfield could go out there and look like I mean, this is this is the beauty of this time of year. There's so many things that you can at least play up in your head as a potential situation. We're not writing Baker Mayfield off, and yet Desmond Ritter. It's I look God, I love the NFL. I miss it. You're making me like talking about baseball right now. You're I'm in it's the same here. boat as you. Or I just it's almost here. I know. I know. I know, I know. Let me tell you something really quick about what I'm watching here. I feel right. like my heart is about to All fall right. out of my chest. So what happened here is it's a 5-5 okay. game, right, okay? The Reds had a runner on third. We're in extra innings. I'll just take the push at this point because it's the best that I could get. Uh, ground ball, hit to the shortstop, play at the plate. Look like the catcher completely misses the bag, but they call the runner out. I don't know what's going on if he's trying to say catcher interference. They've been under review here for like three and a half minutes. I just need them to tell me, Nick, that the run counts and I get the push. All of this. You've had. You, you've had like the two of the most torturous nights, I feel like, with what happened with the Cubs last night and that bunt and now this situation. But here's this the thing. Every night, every night you tell us, I'm done betting baseball. And every night, the next night, you go through this and then say you're done betting baseball. You're doing it to yourself. You're doing it to yourself. It looks, it looks like the runner misses the plate now that I see the replay. This is torturous, dude. It was a two-to-one game. Here comes the ruling. He is. Call him safe. Let the Reds fans rejoice. Give them the victory. Please, for the love of God, he's out. Oh, my God. It's a 5-5 game. I'm going to end up losing the under in a game that was two-to-one going into the ninth with a total of 11. That's torture. I don't ever that want is, to hear about anybody's bad beat ever again. That is probably uh, you that this, this may be, this is definitely worse than last night for you. I don't think there's any question. This is worse than last night. Yeah, that's terrible. Anyway, moving on. I do kind of, if we could get, all right, fine. I'll, I'll take them though. And, you know, I, All right. who knows, man? What am I saying? Baker Mayfield will be benched by week eight. He stinks. Oh, yeah. He probably won't play the entire season. You'll have <laughs> Kyle Trask out there because they'll want to see what he looks like with Chris Godwin and everybody else and Mike Evans. So, all right. The Titans are on the road. They're at New Orleans. Uh, Saints, three and a half point favorites. Low total in this one, 41 and a half. You know me. I love the Saints going into this year, mainly because that division kind of stinks. Like, I understand that you got seven wins last year from Carolina and from Atlanta, but I think now when you look at really a, t a really, really good defense in the Saints last season coming back, and then you're also adding a capable quarterback. Derek Carr, look, Derek Carr is not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but you know what he is? He's a good starting quarterback, and he's a great leader, and they've got consistency at a position that the Saints have not had since Drew Brees left. I like the Saints in this one. I like the Saints to cover the three and a half. I don't know what the hell Tennessee's doing. I don't know what they are. Like, what is their offense? Who's their quarterback going to be? What's their plan? Who's their top receiver going to be? Is, is, is Derrick Henry going to run the ball 150 times a game? Or are they going to step back on that? His rushing total is only 1150 now, 1150 and a half heading into the year. He had 1,500 yards rushing, which tells you there's going to be some regression, which I think everybody expects. They tried to trade him. 
I think the Titans could be one of the worst teams in the NFL, which is crazy to think because it was just a couple of seasons ago we were like, this team's got a bright future. Look at where the Titans are. I like New Orleans easily minus three and a half. In fact, since it's like it, love it, or I love New Orleans minus three and a half in this game. I like it. I'm going to, oh my God, a two-run shot and the game goes over. <laughs> it's done. That's it. And there it goes. There's the over. Oh, 7-5 reds up on the Fadres. That is, it is a picture of you right now. We should just keep your face screen grabbed and just write pain on it. If somebody could take that. Uh, take Ryan's face. Yep. He just looked at the way. He's not looking at the camera. Ryan, show us your face real quick. Let's see. Somebody take oh, that and man, just make I, it say pain. I got crushed on that. Pain. Pain. <laughs> oh, wow. Can I get Jen's a probably on it right now, I bet. <laughs> oh, man, I just got torched. All right. Um, you know, the only reason that I don't love the Saints in this <laughs> spot in week one, man, is just because it's year one, new offense for Derek Carr. I do like the Saints to go over their win total. They play the easiest schedule in the NFL in the yes. easiest division, in my opinion. The only reason I don't love them week one is because new offense for Derek Carr. You're going to have the four-game suspension for Elvin Kamara to start the season. I think this might be like a low-scoring, fluky game. And I just have too much respect for Mike Vrabel. Don't love the secondary for Tennessee. Definitely don't like that offense. Everybody's kind of washed right now. Um, but I'm going to stay away right now. But I do. I would like Tennessee. I just don't love it enough to bet it right now. All right, 49ers at Pittsburgh. You're looking at the Niners minus two and a half on the road. Another low total here to 41 and a half. We talked about Kenny Pickett earlier. Touchdowns, 17 and a half on the season. That's what we're looking at right now. Not expecting a big output from him. A lot more running defense. It's Pittsburgh. It's going to be that style of offense and defense, that type of team again. San Francisco is what they are, right? We know how talented they are offensively. Know the talent they have on defense. It comes down to my love, Brock Purdy, who I love almost as much as Luka, and whether or not he can match what we saw last season yeah this is actually uh the one that i gave out last night now the number is it two and a half right now you said sorry i'm oh, yeah it's two and a half that was that was the worst uh, you know you're still you're shook it's okay you're shook i like pittsburgh a lot in this game man i mean we saw what they did against cincinnati yep. week one last season not that that matters but um i just feel like that number you know is kind of telling you everything that you need to know and i think that might be a sneaky spot so i actually really like pittsburgh week one in this game hopefully we get back to three though yeah yeah a three would be nice but even just looking at you know i there's something about pittsburgh and mike tomlin no matter what their roster looks like nobody ever counts them out nobody ever just completely wipes that team off the face of the earth and it's that's the respect you have for that coach and for that organization. Like, that's the, that's the ultimate example of culture, right? You look at that and just say, like, that's Steelers yeah. culture. He just gets the best yeah. out of everybody there. Yeah, we got to see what San Francisco I mean, looks like, you know, week one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and listen, if Brock Purdy is what Brock Purdy was last year, well, then San Francisco has a, certainly a good chance to win 12, 13 games this year, and they're going back to the Super Bowl. But Steelers always come out already week one. So, all right, we jump back into NBA free agency. Some more moves that come out. New additions, especially the Suns. Wait, have they actually filled out their roster? And are they a championship contender with what we've seen now? It's BetMGM tonight.